All righty. Oh well, hi there, and welcome to the Be More podcast that is officially now on Spotify. I am That's crazy. I know. I'm Maria. Um, so hopefully this audio sounds better because for anyone that's watching our YouTube channel, we have actual microphones now. <laughs> so it's taking us 31 episodes to figure this shit out. <laughs> well, how to do it separately. We were doing it pre-COVID. We were, we were, we were but now it wasn't like super fancy, but now we're like really officially microphoning. We're, and you know why? Because we're on Spotify now. <laughs> and we had to level it up. <laughs> and we were like, well, <laughs> we're on Spotify. So we we're on Anchor. We're on SoundCloud, Anchor, and Spotify. And we're YouTube. Everywhere. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, when I set up the Spotify stuff, pretty was like, this is weird. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. It was very yeah. seamless, though. So if you are looking yeah. to get onto Spotify, it is it's very easy. seamless. Yeah. It's actually really easy. Yeah. And as I proved today in our very special <laughs> short little episode that will be coming out, anybody, uh-huh. literally anybody, can set up a microphone and connect it to your computer because Brittany did it successfully by herself. So yeah. you can do it too. Yeah, Brittany's not the most tech savvy person, so if she can do this, <laughs> anyone can. Um my tech my tech abilities are very limited. I am aware of it, I'm accepting of it, but I still figured it out. Correct. So this week <laughs> We do have some topic. I'm not going to lie to you. Brittany sent me a text early, earlier this week. It's literally, uh, it's like, you know, yeah, two paragraphs Brittany long. Has a rant. Brittany rants out to Maria in text while and she's in the moment. And then. Can, can I just say what I responded to you? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I was like, so Brittany texted me Wednesday at like 2.45. I responded Thursday morning. <laughs> I was like, I'm not ignoring you. I just don't have the headspace to read. So we'll talk about this on the podcast, which I'm sure you're, that was your intention anyway. <laughs> My favorite part was that I never send you texts with the intention of you responding and us engaging in conversation. <laughs> I literally just texted to you while it's in my head because I know that within the next five minutes, it's not going to be there anymore. No, that's and fair. And I'll never remember. But also, I'm also the person where I'm like, well, is this a text that she wants me to respond to? Because like oh. I was having one of those weeks and I was like, I don't have the headspace to do anything right now. Well, then so. all of my future texts, I'll have to be like, you don't have, please don't think you have to respond to this. And then just go. So yeah, so Brittany has a story again, I think. I don't know, do I? I don't see, I already don't remember. I'm not going to lie to you. I still haven't read it. <laughs> That's fine. This will be like the first <laughs> and true. Please, I, I started reading a book about perspectives today. Mm-hmm. And this is not the thing that I sent Maria. Just no, so you no. guys know. But in, it was talking about how like, the way that our brains work we get we're like raised and taught to be so attached to like what comes out of our heads and like what thoughts we have right right. the way that our brain is programmed just like a computer is programmed to like read whatever input it gets and like Mm -hmm. react to it and like do an action because of it our brains are like the same way they're like specifically programmed to take whatever's in there and then we have to be the ones who like choose what commands it actually puts forth and like what actions it takes Mm -hmm. and like in um in yoga and med- like in meditation practice, I have done a lot of different practices where I have to train myself that like, just because you're thinking something doesn't mean A, you have to say it, B, yes. you have to respond to it, or right. like C, that you even have to like acknowledge it at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I've been trying to, I have certain settings where I'm super on top of making sure that like whatever I, especially like negative things, I just let that thought happen and then just ignore it mm-hmm. and like, right. let it go. Right. Or when it's something that's in my brain, when it's like a curiosity, like I have sometimes just have to say it and get it out. Right. Which case in point, right? 
right what you did yeah right which is like what yeah. I have to because I won't remember like the, I know that it's not attached to me and I'm really good at letting it go once I like right. get it out but I have to get it out somehow even right. like Dan made a comment to me yesterday I don't even know okay. I can't even tell you what I said but like he made a comment I said something like really randomly in like dead silent pause last night and he was like that was so random and I was like yeah I know I just needed to say it like you just need to get it out of your your headspace literally right whereas so, I had no headspace this this week so there was no way that my input was getting there. There is no um, way. I work with, for anybody who listens to this podcast or hasn't listened to this podcast before, mm-hmm. um, I work with a lot of kids. That's just what I do for my profession. Um, and I was working with a dancer during the week and she had brought up to me how, like I asked her about like how things are going with driving because she's learning to drive. And it was super funny because she was like talking about like turning and like parents being in the car and like her, like these really like just genuinely new experiences for her. And I was like, as I was talking to her about it. And then afterwards I was thinking about it and I was like, I can't remember, like, I can't imagine what it's like to not drive. Like I can't remember what it was like. At yeah, the time where I didn't get in a car and know what to do with confidence. Yeah. And also, um, Kate's driving now. She has her permit. So like, yeah, I don't remember that feeling either. Right. <laughs> like it's so like in- instinctual, like just yeah. like, I just go, I, I know what to do. Yeah. But for her, it's like, oh, I don't like, like how, fa- like how hard do I press on the brakes? How hard do I press on the gas? Like how far do I turn the wheel? Like it's not, yeah. it's not like within their brain cells yet. Yeah. And I feel like the only time that I ever really experienced that like sense of like, oh, like, I don't yeah. want to say it's not that like, you're not paying attention, but like it feels sen- second nature. It's like if I drive yeah. somebody else's car, you know what I mean? Or if I drive yeah, because you don't you line. don't know the dimensions of the car. Yeah, and you have to like really be super super hyper aware, and then you start to right. really be like, okay, what do I do to put this in gear and all that stuff? Right. So this set me on like a long tangent throughout the day of like thinking about ways like what are things that I know now or I know how to do now that I didn't know how to do in the past. Okay, so what what did you? What did you, did you come up with? Well, so first I sticked on cars. So you know how cars come to, is your car an automatic or a manual? Oh, it's an automatic. Have you tried driving a manual? Okay. So I really, my, one of my life goals is to be able to drive a manual car. I've tried it in the Philippines. I'm not (laughs) a fan. (laughs) What part of it do you feel like you don't like, or like you feel is like. Then again, okay. I will say caveat. The car that I drove is really old. So Mm -hmm. like the, the, uh, I don't know, what is it called? The other, like, I don't know, the one on your left foot, (laughs) the, what the hell is it called? It's going to come to me. Wait, hold on. (laughs) Every car person's like, it's the whatever clutch. Thank you. Yep. (laughs) The clutch was super, like, I couldn't, it's, it was so old that like the clutch would just get stuck. I kept stalling it. I was like, I'm going to break this car. Please get this away from me. So it wasn't very pleasant. Cause I, I was driving a very old car, Understood. but, um, a lot of my cousins, like a lot of people in the Philippines, they still drive manual over there. That's so um, cool. they say it's fun. Like you're more engaged when you're driving. Yeah. 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 So like I had an ask, so I have a car that is a, like, is an automatic, but can also be a semi-automatic. Gotcha. Okay. So, um, I drive a Mazda and when I first got it, like mm-hmm. I had realized that it was a semi-automatic. So I was like, you know what? I really want to be able to drive it as a semi one day. Okay. So I did, you know, like YouTube tutorials and I they, like the manual talks about like how to drive it as a semi. I also like had realized that like you get better gas mileage with it as a semi-automatic. Yeah. Right, and right. then like Mazdas do this thing. If you are a Mazda driver, 
mm-hmm. you can say whether you agree or disagree, but I've talked to some other Mazda, uh, Mazda drivers who agree that like after a while, they're like not meant to be driven as automatics. Okay. So, and they have like this new, like this newer feature. I don't know, guys. I, I don't know. I'm like not a car person. Stuff. I'm not a car person either. Yeah, um, so. so there was something that used to be a not electric and now it's electric. Mm-hmm. And because of that, if you stay in automatic after a while, your car's pickup isn't as like quick to respond. Interesting. So okay. I started to notice that like my pickup was lagging a little bit and like I drive a tiny car. So I was like, well, this, this doesn't yeah. make sense. So when I was doing research about it and reading about it and like reading the manual, it said that like you can fix it by switching to semi or by going into a fully automatic, uh, fully manual. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to try, I'm going to teach myself how to drive semi. <laughs> it's very scary. That's terrifying. Because you like really do have to, and you end up like being able to, a lot of people would say that you could listen to the car and you would know when you need to switch gears. Yes. Yes. That's the, that's, that was the thing when I was trying to learn how to drive that car in the Philippines. Like it's all, it's literally, you, you feel the car, like you feel it like push and pull. Yeah. Like when it needs to get, you know. Yeah. Well, I, another like, gear. I don't know. I don't know if it's like newer cars or sem- like my, like my car in semi-automatic, you yeah. don't feel it in the gear because right. like you don't have as much right. movement in it, but like you feel it right. in the car. So the, the nice thing about driving a semi-automatic is that you don't have to downshift. It already downshifts for you. That's why it's semi. It automatically downshifts for you. So as you hit the okay. brake, like you can do it It'll, manually, but as yeah. you hit the brake, it downshifts for you. So that scares me a little bit still because I that's like when I feel like I'm going to stall the car out. So I let my car do it automatically. Um, I shift up manually now and it, it it's super fun. Yeah. It helps me engaged, like, right? like, yeah, you're more engaged. And like, it took me a while because the way that it's written in the manual is that like, you have to, you should look to like be at a certain like mile per hour when you do it, like to get optimal gas and to keep your car happy. Right. So like when I first started doing it, I would bug out because I'd be like having to pay attention to the road, but then also staring at my dashboard and then looking at my hands and then like looking around yeah, the yeah. lot, which was you really actually scary, like but drove this. Was- like, like, did you just not drive around like your, your like complex or whatever to get a hang of it? Or did you just drive oh, no, it? No, no, no. I full on was like in the car and I was like, let's do this. Oh my God. Okay. Good for you. And I just like got in the car. <laughs> day and it was like I pulled out the manual I was like all right let's figure this out and I like drove home that way I could never <laughs> and I had just been doing it ever since that's but like good. now now it's something that's like second nature to me yeah because you've done it so, I drove, so many times when I drove down to Maryland yeah you drove like, semi-automatic down to Maryland yeah <laughs> it's it, it, but it was something that I thought of because I was like you know these are things that like even as we get older we can still teach ourselves stuff yeah which is yeah. like really exciting and scary at the same time mm-hmm but I was thinking, like, that was one of the things I thought of. I was like, I don't remember what it's like to not know how to do this now. Right. You because know? now that you have the knowledge and skill set, you literally don't know what, like, Yeah, like, now it just feels like, yeah, and that's the thing, right? That's, like, that's why, and I think we've talked about this before, right? Like, knowledge is power. Like, knowledge can give you confidence to be able to do something, but, like, and you ignorance said that you have to bliss. use that knowledge to build a skill set and actually put it into action. More power to you. I don't know if anyone else there, that I know is would there a, do that. Like, okay, so, like, let's let's look at like well, okay well you can put it into this perspective like you learning the guitar and like playing all the instruments you play like no yeah i mean and yeah i, I mean like teach yourself stuff. yeah i mean it's all perspective literally it's it's whatever you it's it depends on the person what they want to do with their life <laughs> literally like that's that's Very just true. the end all but be, like, it be is possible to like still learn things yeah at any age yeah right and i was like this is i feel like we give ourselves we don't give ourselves enough like credit like we feel 
once we hit a certain age, we can't learn a new skill or we can't think a different way. Or people or just can't... get getting more afraid of failure the older we get. Right. And I don't. I right. think that's just wrong. I think that's just hindering yourself from doing whatever you want to do. I think it was an audio I was listening to where they were talking about how when we're kids, we have this sense of like this sense of innocence, but this lack of being <laughs> afraid to fail. Like, oh, no, there was another book I was reading where they talk about how, like, we will go up to our parents. Like, we know that we're going to get an answer no, right? When, like, especially from the two of us with our parents. Like, we grew up and yeah. we were going to talk to our parents and ask for something and they were going to tell us no. And yeah. we weren't going to stop there. Like, we weren't going to say. Yeah, we're going to do it anyway. Essentially, yeah. We got what we wanted. And we were going to be super, like, prob- like, pragmatic and figure out a way to get what we wanted. Literally. And in some way, shape, or form. Like, as yeah. we get older. That stopped. <laughs> Once, like, whether it's a no or some other form of failure, like, we stop doing yeah. that. We stop being willing to put ourselves in the situation where we're going to hear no or not get an answer we want. Right. And, like, we just, like, take it for what it is. Right. And is there, like, a reason why that happens? Did your book go into that? The book, okay. So the book talked a little bit about, it's just, like, how we allow, we allow things to, like, eat at our confidence. But we, like, have this, like, it's not, like, it's not a sense of invincibility, but it's a sense of knowing that we'll be okay that we like grow out of because we we deal with so much th- so many things to be afraid of mm-hmm. you know yeah okay and then, i mean i can see did that did you ever read the daring greatly book no by Brene brown no dude i haven't i haven't read anything dude. from Brene brown i know who she is but <laughs> she's amazing yeah yeah i'm i'm rereading her book i read a lot of books um i'm rereading yeah, her book and her book the part that i just read yesterday talks about like scarcity in our country scarcity in which way in just in general scarcity is like not feeling like we have enough like we're we're never enough we never have enough we're never going to have enough like that concept of scarcity and how like connecting to that other concept of like failure we we become so afraid of failure because we don't feel like we have enough already so we're afraid to take the chance because we don't feel like we can like we don't have any we can't will we can't willingly risk anything like it's too much of a risk to right. risk anything. Do you? This is. I mean, it branches off of this. Do you get along with those people that like just don't do like aren't risk takers and just are afraid of failure? No, I think they're boring. Agreed. And not even that. I'm just. It just like baffles me. Just like because if to me, if you're not doing what you want to do because you're afraid of failing, like you're not living your life. <laughs> like you're living some shadow of a life. I've known those types of people. It's not like that. And like, yeah, I I've mean, talked to them about it, and it's not their fault. So I've talked to those those types of people before in my in the past, and like, granted, like I've been that way for like a little bit of my life. But once I saw the other side of just like doing to do it, even if I fail or not, it's so much more fulfilling. And I've had those conversations with people, and they're just like, well, I still don't want to fail, or like you know they'll make up an excuse as to why they just don't do something, and I'm like, well, I can't help you then. You know, it's like I said, I've said my piece, and it's just yeah. like. What else can I do? It's their a life. A lot of the, the times, the it's so much. It's it's that's the hard thing, and I that's the thing that like makes me be empathetic towards people who who live that way is because yeah. it's not them that doesn't want to take the risk. It's like what they're allowing to go on, like circling back, like in here. It's like the right. the impact and the influence that they're allowing, like that scarcity complex that's been thrown at them and into their brains 
that they're allowing to influence them to not because like they as a person like if you peel all those layers back and that's what we we like live on that because right. we have the ability to think that way and like that's what our brains want and like that's what our like our inner self really wants us to take those risks and like you said like live the way we want to live yeah but right. we allow like way too much influence in like scarcity complex and like concerns of what failure is to really influence us and like other people's opinions to really influence us you can't it's hard like you can't wake people up when they don't want to be that. woken like, up they have to choose <laughs> when they don't want to wake huh? up they won't wake up <laughs> like you know it, it takes right you can like talk to it's people not worth the fight no i mean as much as you even like love them as a person if they don't want to wake up it just gets too much of a toll for you to even handle so at, at one point or another you're just gonna have to let it go because I'm somebody who wants other, like, I we, like I care so much about how well other people are or, like, wanting to be involved in other people's lives. I'm like, I'm a people pleaser, so, like, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, duh. you're um, choir here. You yeah. get to those points where, like, you, you realize that, like, mm-hmm. I, my being able to please you cannot overshadow my need to, like, take care of myself. Correct. And it's, like, definitely one of those, one of those things. I was listening to... Um, I was thinking a lot about my dad when I was listening to this. I haven't said anything to him about it yet, but um, okay. <laughs> I was listening to this was an audio to be clear. I remember this one. <laughs> so the audio that I was listening to was somebody who is somebody who's battling cancer. And he was talking about how even if you can beat cancer or beat an ailment or beat something that you're dealing with in your like physically in your body, but then you don't do something like you you say like why has this happened to me or like why am I going through that or like why do I have to deal with this now for the rest of my life or you know what I mean like you don't yeah you don't show any sense of like appreciation for what you've gone through mm-hmm. and you keep saying like that negative negative stuff the bad things even if you overcome the bad things that happen to you they still win when you don't choose to do anything with the opportunity that's been laid in front of you. It is so very closely tied into like the way we talk about failure, right? Like you can fail a bunch of times, you can fail on your face and then like, <laughs> hi, like all the time, but you're not really losing, right? You're not really losing until no. you let that have some type of negative impact on you. Because I think that's the problem, right? We like equate failing at something with like the, like being a loser. And it's not because like, even not. if you fail, you you still learn something, right? And like failing is you can't have I, so many of the things that I read about like success and like reaching your goals and achieving and things like that. Like really, very clearly say like you cannot reach that end goal like without failing. Like if you don't fail at all, it wasn't a hard enough goal. Like it wasn't a big enough thing that you were working towards. You're just being complacent and nothing's happening with your life. And, and then again, we're staying going in back the same. To boring, right? Yeah, so boring. And not even yeah, because what do you? like what do you live for <laughs> if you've already achieved whatever you want to achieve no matter what age you are at what do you then what are you looking forward to right which I is like the saddest yeah the saddest thing about like a like our existence like you shouldn't be you shouldn't you shouldn't stay in one spot for too long right which is why like i feel like so many people like going back to like this teenager that i know who's learning how to drive like mm-hmm. so many people look at those years of being a teenager as like the best years of their lives and like are always reminiscing about them because don't peer at high school <laughs> don't but don't here's why this happens right it's the yeah. time when we we really do feel invincible we're learning a lot right yeah we're constantly getting input 
Yeah. We're, we're having a lot of experiences that like, first of all, we're emotionally unstable. So everything that's bad feels terrible and everything that's good feels not great. Yeah. Um, great. It, it, it's that, t- that's, it's just like for a lot of people, unfortunately in our society, it is the last time that they remember feeling like I have something to work. I'm working towards. I have something that is positive. You know what I mean? Like they, yeah, yeah. And that's why a lot of people, and now I feel like now it's because the average, and this isn't, this is like the average for like us, right? Like not everybody, but like that used to be back before people used to go to college. It was like you peaked in high school, right? Or like yeah. high school was the best times of your lives. And now for right. our age, like our, the norm of our generation is like to go to college. And like yeah. now it's like people are talking about how college was the best years of their lives. And now like- Don't peak on out, college either. They start working, right? If they're not doing like what you said, yeah, like if they're not yeah, working yeah. towards anything else, they don't establish new goals for themselves. They're not developing themselves. They're not working on something. Like they stay that way for the next yeah. 40 years of their lives. Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. Creating your own personal hell. Yeah, absolutely. Cause you're literally in a hell loop by not every day. Anything. So it's like, and I, I, and it's not to say that like, is it a risk? Is it a risk, like, you know, the normal situation? Like, is it a risk to get married and have kids? Yeah, totally. Like, it's a risk. Yeah. There can, okay, there doesn't have to be. There can be more. If, like, that's your life goal, have that's kids, great. have your family, enjoy it, do stuff with it, right? Like, yeah, that's the thing. Like, do, like, like you achieve, more. like, you, you achieve one goal, great. Like, you think that's your life goal, but there should be something that you build off of that. And also, also, <laughs> please don't push your own your agenda life goals <laughs> and your own need for success on your children oh girl <laughs> that's another side <laughs> point like if you're having kids to live vicariously through your kids you shouldn't be having kids i didn't say it <laughs> i just want to clarify that came out of maria's mouth and not my mouth like because then that's creating a lot right like you have if if living if the rest of your life is in service to your children that's amazing that's amazing and that's so i respect that and go for it but like the re- to clarify like the rest of your life should be in, in service of the way that your child wants to live their life not the way that you want your child to live their life or like uh-huh, uh-huh. like you said like not your child not your child meeting your agenda of how you want them to live <laughs> literally life. yeah if you have your own agenda on how to live your life that should just be your yeah like set personal goals for yourself there should always be some goal that you should be looking towards it doesn't even have to be like grand no like you like you don't have to teach yourself how to change the way you drive a car or no or like learn how to set up a podcast yeah literally (laughs) i mean like (laughs) you don't have to do that either but like you don't have to do that either is something that you want and the best even if it's like even it's like You've never gone to the movies by yourself. I think that you know, like, okay, go to your go to the movies by yourself. That should be a goal, yeah. right? Like, that's something, small enough. Something, that's something. Like different. Or like, go try out. Like, this is so cliche. Like, go go to like a new coffee place or something. You know, like it's some like that's anything. Do you know how hard it was talking about like learning to do stuff on your like on your own that's uncomfortable? <clears throat> Sitting and like eating a meal by yourself. Are you? Do you feel uncomfortable doing that? Because I no, love not doing anymore. That. Not oh, anymore. okay. But like, I used to. I can see. Uh, no, it's it's uh it's difficult for many people. For me, yeah. I've never had a problem with it. No, no, I always did. But like, like 
I don't anymore. Like I like yeah. going in and sitting places by myself and like oh my god, the the amount of like conversations that you overhear is like just so oh, I miss people, people watching. watching. No, oh my if you've I never people, people watched watching. before, please go do it. It's so wonderful. It's a very yeah. it's a very good introvert time like passer. Yeah. <laughs> when the world when the world is open again, I, I really just want to like sit somewhere and just people watch <laughs> everybody else. You don't have to do stuff by yourself, but you should do stuff by yourself too. Agreed. It doesn't have to be like, I'm not saying like every week you should do something by yourself. No, it should be but like, like a goal in yours to sit with yourself. Yeah. Like those are different goals that you can have. So like, if you have a goal for yourself, you mm-hmm. also don't have to do it alone. Like Maria and I always knew we wanted to do podcasting stuff. Like we just wanted yeah. to be able to talk and have conversations and we related on that. And like, now we do what we do here because we're like, we motivate each other to do it and we support each other in doing it. Right. That's makes it all that much better because we can do it together and you can do that like anything that you want to do by yourself you can do with others but at the same time it's really so like if you have a goal find a community that's working towards a similar goal and have support in that journey i don't know if you can do that with like people watching but like find a people watching group make one on facebook people watching group i don't think (laughs) you don't have to go and watch things together but you can go and talk about like what you watched and like what you think about when you're people watching and what you see like or just find a friend (laughs) that's true there are so many ways that you can do the things that you want to do you can do it by yourself and feel really strong and confident and like fight all of those things that like I talked about before with like feeling like you're not good enough or you don't have enough you can fight against all of that I've definitely been taking this journey in like my physical health because I used to not feel good in my body like my body I wasn't mm-hmm. able to do the things I wanted to be able to physically do I never felt as strong as I wanted to be and yeah. I had a really hard time doing it for myself like I love mm-hmm. motivating other people and helping other people feel good that's about that's different bodies. though and, yeah, you know that's different <laughs> and like I get a sense of fulfillment in that but I wouldn't do what I need to do for my body like I had a really hard time and I used to go I never felt comfortable taking like group fitness classes or even like group dance classes i hated it because i hate that so judge someone's judging you right but the funny thing is and i know this like no, no one, one is no one cares because no one cares anything in their heads like i hope everybody yeah. really knows that but like i know it's a weird thing that we have to get over but um I everyone's just looking out for themselves they couldn't care right. less about the person next right. to you they're not they're really not and we're no. all like judging ourselves and comparing ourselves to everybody else. like everybody's doing the exact same thing in the room but i always had a really hard time with that and i never felt I would only push myself for the sake of like my ego and not necessarily because like I was in tune to what was actually happening. Right. Or like doing it for myself. So when I started like training myself at home and like finding things that I liked to work with and like to the point of where I have moments now where I want to give up and I would give up. Like I normally would give up and I would be like, you're not going to like, I'm not going to take the risk. You're going to accept that you're a failure. Like all those things we've been talking about. But it's almost more of a like emotional experience than anything else. When I get to the end where I feel like I'm gonna give up, I literally just like just tell my like I there's a switch in my brain that I think used to shut off. Yeah. Because I would have so much negative stuff in there that'd be like, no, just you're fine. Like you you're not enough. You're never gonna be good enough. Like turn it off. Like don't risk yeah, that sucks. going and getting hurt. Yeah. Like that used to be my brain. Yeah. And or like I used to be I used to have like sometimes I'd have an asthma attack. So like I feel like I also feel panic like, attack. Yeah, or uh, no, I would have an asthma attack. Sometimes mm-hmm. I have panic attacks, but I 
I feel like I also started to use that as a way to be able to stop. You know what I mean? Because it's an excuse. And yeah, your brain is wired to be like, all right, I'm too stressed out. So let me just induce some attack. Yeah. 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 So, but now I put myself in a situation where I've taken care of my body and my mind enough that I can't, there's no back door. Like I have no escape route. So I literally just have to turn off my brain and keep going in my body. And Mm -hmm. it's, like there are days when I do it and I cry while I'm doing like not and not like because I'm sad but like because it's yeah. so to overcome those things like when you fight with your body or like you like have to fight with your psyche like it it's such a release and it feels so good to like know like yeah. you are strong enough to do this yeah and I those are the types of experiences that like I hope that anybody who feels afraid to be able to take a risk or like is afraid of failure. Like those are the type of experiences that you need to have because once you have it once and you realize that you can do it and you can build your confidence in it. It rewires your brain. Yeah. And every time that you do it, even if you fail, sometimes you'll build up such a, like a strength to it that it won't be able to knock you over. Agreed. Like those are the moments that people need. Absolutely. And, and it, the first few times are always the hardest, obviously. Right. Always. It's like going, it's the same thing with driving. Were you awesome at driving when you first started? No, I sucked. I was like, terrified. I mean, like, I still kind of, like, am not the best driver. <laughs> I feel like. What makes um, you say that? I don't know. Just just because. I feel like I'm just not. Like, I'm safe enough. You know, like, I'm safe enough for everyone involved <laughs> around me. I like, I feel like that's a good standard if you're going to set a standard. It's a pretty good standard. What is your, like, I, this is such a weird question, but I, I feel like it tells me so much. What is your ideal like driving situation? Like, what's your favorite kind of road? What kind of road do you want to? Do you want to like? Um. Huh. Good question. A highway with no traffic. Literally, <laughs> you live in the wrong state. <laughs> yeah, no, I know, absolutely. But I've driven down to Florida with my parents or whatever, and like getting down like there. Um. Yeah. It's nice. I've also driven in California, which again, there is a lot of traffic there, but just the highway though. I've driven there at like five o'clock in the morning. It's it's, oh, five o'clock in the morning, (laughs) highway, no traffic. (laughs) That that's the ideal. That's 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 more specific because yeah, that's more specific. (laughs) Like in the like the dawn, like when the the sun rises and stuff. I can hear you. Okay, I can get Mm -hmm. on board with that. Yeah. Do you have a specific or an ideal? What? Of course I do. Of course you do. And I, of course, have a backstory to it. Of course. I remember being a a kid and my father, like, we would go on family trips, even though he doesn't really know it because he never tapped into it. Like, my dad is very kinesthetically aware. Like, my dad is, like, a mover in my my family. Like, he's the, like, he plays the instruments. Like, he is very spatially aware. I don't think he tapped into it enough to, like, make Mm -hmm. it a superpower. But, like, he does have that sense. So, I remember growing up, he was like always the safer driver. And when we were in the car as a family, if we'd go somewhere or like we were on like a winding road at night, he'd always be like, "Oh, these are my favorite roads to drive." Oh my God, like my dad too. When when we were younger, same, really? yeah. And I never understood that. I never understood that. Me neither. And and I I think maybe it's a little bit of like an adrenaline rush. I can see that. Yeah. But those are my favorite roads to drive. Like mountainous winding dark roads are all my like they scare it scares me a little bit but like i enjoy that so in the philippines uh we 
we don't do this often anymore because there's a plane that goes to my dad's side of the family now from um from the capital city because my mom's side lives in like by manila let's just say like manila and then my dad lives in the rural part in the north northern leg of the island and that drive back in the day took us 12 hours ish yeah but so a majority of that is mountains winding roads with no um the hell are they called no railing no like side whatever oh god no uh-uh no 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 no. see no i don't uh-uh no no there are I mean, there is. worst nightmares like there is but they're like tiny they're not like like you know they're just like very but you're talking like end of a cliff yeah literally um Bro, so okay, no i don't that's... like i like wooded roads. i want woods all around me i want to know where the, saying... there's no end of the earth anywhere i i remember my dad loves those roads he used to drive that i don't like anything where i don't can't you don't, don't like dangerous like, roads I you like my family yeah. almost got like pushed off the edge of a cliff driving in hawaii like we don't need that like i don't like those that's nice i don't like those things no so, thank you yeah i don't like i don't i also yeah anything that has an edge where like i don't know what's going on i don't you don't like, like being obviously that, no cliffs it's just like straight road just winding and just like trees and just forest. like winding through yeah. the woods. like i like those i like those roads. i will say though i like, i, I, like I do foods. like yeah i don't like heights either so there's this local yes, road yeah. and like going down that road at night is really fun because <laughs> it's See, dead quiet i don't like yeah i agree with you here's my but that place is definitely roads, haunted though. that th- there's a portion of that road where it's um okay. do you know that do you know that fork for do- uh, <laughs> that four-way um stop and on uh, yeah in one corner there's that um cemetery slash church do you know yes. what I'm, yeah definitely haunted right there <laughs> just saying i wouldn't be surprised yeah but see i don't i don't like my tendency and i maybe other people will hear with me if it's a straight road i drive faster than i should yeah so at nighttime i don't like those because one day a deer is gonna come out and hit me oh yeah i drive slow enough down right. that road because deer always come out right so like, i think that's why i like the winding paths because i can go like quickly but i have to be like i can't go fast enough that i like you know what i mean like i have to be super aware at the same time i think that's what yeah. i like it like heightens my my sense of awareness and i think that's why i enjoy it well you're gonna have fun driving semi-automatic then on winding roads <laughs> i'm really not good i had to drive my car uh to like northern jersey yesterday and i still my car has six gears and um they're supposed to be huh i don't even know how many there are normally some cars don't have a sixth and some Uh, cars go up more oh i don't Mm. um but i like still have to figure out how to what's like like optimally driving uphill okay i don't know okay so like i i was okay yesterday i didn't stall out but like they're like when I'm going uphill, I do have to downshift sometimes because I need more power to get up the hill. So I guess I'll have to play with that. And we live in a very like relatively flat, flat area. So flat around here. I was like thinking about that yesterday. But it's just interesting circling back. Like there was a point. Okay, let's, let, there was a point when like you didn't know how to feed yourself with a fork and a knife. Like isn't that crazy? There's also a point in time where we didn't know how to talk or read. So yes, it's crazy. That's something that I had to super acknowledge for myself recently as like something to be grateful for like being yes literate. yes 100 percent. it's 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 um i don't want to say luxury to some you know oh, but like it is especially yeah. the fact that we're able to read and write in english 
Yeah. Agreed. Which I mean, yeah, it's a even though like universal. It's all the this language is almost universal. But what'd you say? I said even though our language is like becoming obliterated and like not grammatically correct anymore, but like, our language, English is god awful. Like right. more powers whoever has English as their second language. Because like yeah. the the amount of rules that we break with this language yeah. is absolutely insane. Like we're so like very, very fortunate to able like, to know it. And it's like, very the complex. fact that we're able to like I was thinking about this with books too, because I have like both of us have like extensive libraries of books. Like mm-hmm. it's not a, like it's not a struggle for us to find a book that we want in English. Right. Exactly. You know, like we we're very fortunate to be able to have that. And like the amount of access of like ability to self-educate ourselves and get knowledge about something because we're able to read and write in English mm-hmm. is really a gift. So like, Agreed. just, yeah, if you, that is one thing I do, I'm going to get myself. I want to be better like in my Espanol. Um, and do you want to <laughs> keep relearning languages again, because I've lost them and it makes me sad. Yeah, I can't. I've been telling myself that I want to learn Tagalog. Like, I, cause my, all right, I, you know, I can understand it perfectly well. Like, I, I can understand it as, as much as I can understand English, which I mean is great. Um, but my speaking skills and my, gr- like, my grammar is at like a pre K level. <laughs> so many people. That's, that a, that's the issue with like, that's the issue with like, like being, yeah, bilingual. Like, yeah. And especially like first generation or second generation, yeah. like, in America, like their families yeah. predominantly speak it and they don't necessarily can't like return conversation, but they can understand really well. Right. And like learning and I've I have like beginner like, you know, how to learn Tagalog one oh one, like books around here, or whatever. And it's so hard as someone that knows the language to sit there and discipline myself to actually sit there and learn it. You know what I mean? Uh, like it's like I know it, just get to the point. But right. also, I have to. You have to like discipline you yourself to, to be like. Kind of. Yeah, you also have to discipline discipline yourself and be like, okay, but you actually have to learn why this happens. So I, I always like but open the book. You, do you need to know? Like, yes, I do. My grammar is awful. I don't know how to form a sentence. Like, I can I can like, get by. Can you just like tell your mom to constantly talk to you. They do. They only talk to me in Tagalog. Still. And then, like, can't you just discipline yourself to like respond to them only in it so that you actually? I try. We try, but I still can't. I can't. <laughs> like there are so many. It's very difficult for me. That's the hardest. <laughs> this is like a full circle. Like learning <laughs> anything new, literally, is all discipline. <laughs> it's a lot it's of yeah. Literally disciplining yourself. And yeah. the thing that's interesting is like the thing that I've learned in terms of like building health, like a lot of different habits, is that it's not necessarily like that you have to be able to do it for forever and ever. It's just you have yeah. to discipline yourself to repeatedly do it for a short amount of time. Until you need that skill, you know, like, so I took Japanese 101 in college, the mm. the two semesters before I went to Tokyo for the first time. Um, and that helped tremendously. And I know a little bit, like, I know the the essentials, like, you know, like, how much is this or like, where's the bathroom or where's like the bus, you know, like, where's like, you know, but when I was studying it, I was studying it with the reason that I needed to retain this information for when I go to Tokyo that summer. So I did, I retained it. And then afterwards, when I didn't need all that information, it was just like, Bye. It was just like I don't need this. Bye. I don't need this until I go back to Tokyo again. I brush up on like just a few like um, sentences that I needed. So like with anything, like if you don't need it, you can just 
kind of just like like when you delete files off your computer just delete it out of your brain so you can put more information in i didn't i were having a conversation yesterday that i was like i don't know where arkansas is oh i don't know <laughs> right talk about Midwest. like you only retain the information you need in like the immediate future we were talking about right. something and i was like i remember we learned it in geography and then i went a whole on a whole story on a tangent we also learned we also learned a lot of um geography like european countries like right. where because i remember I that like gem, do you remember that gems binder we all had to make yes yeah i guess I'll have is... my so like wow that's like literally this is just total proof to the fact of like why the education system doesn't work because we only retain what we need for the immediate moment and then we forget which, it all which i think is is fine but don't be don't be, don't be discouraged obviously don't be discouraged to learn new stuff because obviously like i'm still trying and to learn be bad at it yeah, I'm so bad at a lot We're of things. We're still trying to figure out how to do this podcast appropriately. So I mean, right? Like, we'll we'll get to yeah. We'll get like really good at this at like episode I don't know 150. <laughs> We've gotten mics, guys. It only took us 30 episodes to get really good at tech and to get on Spotify. Yeah, we're apparently. Getting there. I told Maria apparently once you hit like the data says that once you hit like 33 episodes of a podcast, you officially can say you have a podcast now. So we're like really we're close. like getting We've there. Graduated from yeah being little babies like actually being a podcast so like exciting things right and like you just gotta also, keep going yeah also, doing it, don't be discouraged when you start doing something and you don't want to do it at the end of the day because like you, that's a thing called pivoting we'll talk we'll talk about that another day oh, okay um because like um the whole concept behind that because even like when i read a book that i've wanted to read forever or like play a video game that i knew was coming out and i wanted forever so i pre-ordered it and you know played it and i hate it well, that sucks, but I'm not going to beat myself over it. You know, like, it's just like, that's just like how life is. It's like you, you kind of, you kind of uh, yeah. wait for something and you're excited for something and then it happens. And you're like, oh, I don't really like this. Or like, if you know, try something new and you're like, oh, I don't really like this. Like, that's just life. That's nothing on you. That's yeah. like something, really... some external thing that happened and it's not you. I think that's also yeah. a thing. People like, blame yeah. themselves. It's not always you. That's all. And like, you can't, like, it happens. Like, and you really have the choice of like, are you going to stop getting excited about things and be boring and not take risks because of that? Or are you going to be like, oh, all right, next. Find something cool. else. What am I interested in now? It's whatever. There's like it's a plethora of things that. I can do in this life. Like, I just, just find something else. It boils down to just don't be I boring. Hope, <laughs> I hope that that is like literally our goal. Like, hopefully people find like we're entertaining you or at least if we're saying something that you honestly, I hope that we're saying something that you agree with. And I hope we're saying something you disagree with. And I hope that you're feeling something and then you do something about it. Right. Because I mean, yeah, I, that's our goal. <laughs> Actually, you've said everything. <laughs> <laughs> done and done. Yes. Well, next week, you're going to finally get to meet my fiance, Dan. And we'll re-talk about all the stuff that we talked about on the first episode when he came on literally in July. And Brittany messed Thank up the tech stuff. So Thankfully, I don't remember anything. If you are um, in a relationship or you have a significant other, I guess we're going to be talking about this more next week. So, Or you just want to see who the person is who has to deal with me on a daily basis <laughs> and loves me anyway, definitely yeah, tune in to our our uh, next episode if you have if you have something that can people comment on spotify no they can email us though right they can email us or they can comment on our youtube video perfect so if you are listening or watching this and you have something that like you've learned how to do recently that you're like i've never thought i'd be able to do this and i taught myself how to do it or you have something that like a failure that you overcame share it with us we want to hear about like your victories and Mm -hmm. your failures yeah because both are valid we good 
I gotta figure out how to put all this stuff away. Just don't even yeah, put it away. <laughs> no, but I can't work like this. I know. Week. You know how many times I'm gonna hit my head? I know. Oh my god. Okay. It's fine. I'll figure it out. All right. Well, thanks so much for listening, and we will catch you guys on the next episode. Okay. Bye.